What's up, guys? Welcome to a Vibe Call West Radio. Today we have a very special guest, Laurel. How are you? Hello. I'm happy to be here. I'm very doing, happy to have you. I'm on. doing. I'm doing well. Yeah. Thank you for the drive down. I know that it was a little longer than expected. Yeah, it's LA for you. Every single episode, I'm like, I talk to them. I'm just like, I'm like, thank you for driving down. Like for everyone <laughs> else in the country, like you don't understand. Like LA is not that big, but just how congested it is with traffic. It. Uh, so, so I appreciate. No, no, of course. I I haven't been here that long, but I feel like this this drive I was really like, man, everything's so far, hey. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, yeah, you're like, and then also coming on a podcast, you're like, this is the most LA thing I've ever yeah, done in actually, my life. Yeah. Like, but uh, and then I want to say, um, just shout out your entire team for connecting us, and I want to say congratulations on delayed reaction. Thank you so much. And I know they came out this month, right? Yeah, yeah, it came out a week and a half ago now. Yeah. yeah. And I think one of the things that I've been seeing is, you know, I've been doing a bunch of research um, on you and I saw that, you know, we'll get into it, that you were a very competitive gymnast. Mm -hmm. And then when you wanted to make the change, though, to it just shows a lot of initiative to insert yourself kind of in the industry. You actually got a job as a receptionist at a um, music school, right? I definitely did. Yeah, I was um, going to school for teaching, like I was getting an education degree. And in the midst of all that, I was like, I don't want to do this. And I started songwriting and really fell in love with it. And I was living in a new city and I was like, I don't know anyone here and I don't know anyone in music. And so I was like, where are the music people at? And started going to like some live shows and I uh, got a job as a receptionist. Yeah, at a music school and studio. And it was so crazy. But because of that decision, I ended up meeting one of my best friends who also got a job at that school to be a receptionist. And we co-write together. We've done a lot of music videos together. Like it's she's been a big part of, of all of this. So. What's her name? Uh, Tatiana Zagarak. Tatiana, shout out you and just the partnership that you guys had. Like that's, you know, I love just like kind of those synchronistic moments that, you know, yeah. have allowed other people to hear such incredible music. So um, shout out her. And out um, I know again while i was kind of like doing some of the um, background work i know that you have um, a great social media following and i know that um your kind of first taste of growth on social media was like singing a destiny child's cover oh how do you know that <laughs> I, <laughs> that's amazing yeah, yeah I, know, I, I saw that and that's like crazy because like that it, you're getting introduced to a whole new audience how did that feel in that moment yeah that that was uh that was back when instagram was doing like six or 15 second videos i thought that was buried that's amazing i love that you found that um yeah i that was that was in the beginning of all of it like i don't even think i had released any of my own music yet i wasn't even thinking about it i just wanted to like dip my toes in the water and be like can i do people or and is anyone interested and mm -hmm. uh I started playing guitar and posting these little covers and and honestly that that was the the beginning of all of it i had posted that video and that was back at the time where, where there was uh these accounts that would like repost your video and it was like singers only or like you know and they had reposted it and they had a million followers at the time that's so sick yeah and and that was when everyone was growing like a lot and so from there i'm pretty sure i went from like 500 followers to like 8,000 in a couple of days it was crazy <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> yeah that, yeah it's just like to have all so like so young in your career that validation of being like oh people like this like that's all the kind of wind in your sails that you need sometimes definitely to go to that next level so i'm happy that you had that moment and it's gotten you to this point and um, i want to again like shout out your team i know um, i was talking with ethan over email mm -hmm. seems like a very great guy Ethan's wonderful and then also i believe it's sarah uh Who's, yeah so see everyone was connecting it so just want to say shout out to all of you guys for um allowing us to talk right now and um so guys i'm just gonna give a really quick breakdown of the show for the new and the old listeners 
So prior to Lorel coming on, I asked what her favorite album or what album she would kind of like to discuss. I don't give them a lot of information. So the album that she gave me was What Could Possibly Go Wrong by Dominic Fike. What I did then is I went on Spotify. I seeded the songs based on total number of streams, one through eight, and I put it into a tournament bracket. So now while I'm interviewing and getting to know Laurel, I'm going to have her figure out what the best song on this album is. Does it sound good to you? Sounds good to me. Awesome. So let's dive right in with the first two matchups. So again, seated it on popularity. So number one, Y versus Double Negative Skeleton Milkshake. Which song do you think resonates with you more? I'm going to have to go with Y. It's, it's the one. Yeah, I play that song quite often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you like about it? um that's a very good question it feels good it, it's like one of those songs you can put on in in any mood and it and it fits mm-hmm. and honestly it's just got this like driving energy mm-hmm. i love i love um on this record how like so much of it is like introspective but not deep it doesn't take itself too seriously and so it's yeah yeah i think there's like a lot of power when um again it's like not taking yourself too seriously and it can just act as an escape and just entertainment mm-hmm. and um it's great and the reason why i ask because it's always i know the listeners always love why musicians like certain songs so when i ask that just yeah. you know you, you have a mind for it so awesome why is going to be moving on let's go to the next one mm-hmm. two versus seven which is superstar shit versus 10 times stronger superstar shit okay. i was actually listening to that song on the way here today love that and i was i was feeling it <laughs> so break down what okay so let's actually that's this this is great then what was the emotion that you're feeling when you're listening to in the car um superstar shit to me has this like what am i doing with my life and i kind of want to like lock myself in my room for a little while to figure it out feeling mm-hmm. and uh i've been like the record's been out and I've, there's just been like a lot of like moving parts and i think sometimes i just like have have that feeling mm. so i i definitely resonated with that one today so that's when you can relate your own experience yeah. we're actually going to get into that a little bit later so awesome guys you're getting a taste of how it's going to go so we have why and superstar shit moving on to the next round i'm now gonna ask some questions that i came with before you came on if you see me looking down i promise it's just because i care and i did my research of course. i'm not uh trying to ignore you so um i know that you were born in oklahoma mm-hmm. moved 15 times and then ended up in alberta canada where you blossomed into a gymnastic star I know, though, that you retired after an injury at 16 and you cited that it was a true gut feeling to quit at that moment after hearing about the surgery. Can you expand upon how important the moment was for you? And has your gut spoken to you with regards to any of the decisions you made in your music career? Ooh, very good question. Um, I I feel like that first, like, listening to my gut moment um, helps me, like, be more in tune with, like, what a decision like that feels like for the future um i i I needed to leave that sport for so many reasons um and it also like allowed me to um experience like a loss of identity and a finding one again so like i'm really really grateful for that um and honestly like even even with this move down here and with with this record and like so many of these big decisions um i've 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 had that questioning of like what what am i doing and like there's there's always signs. There's always signs if you pay attention to them. And I think that that initial one happening at such a young age, like really um, made me, I guess, look outside of myself for those for those things. Look outside and inside. Definitely. And so, yeah, I even even with m- music and like this this big move, there's there's been so many like just strange signs where I'm like that. How did that happen? Mm-hmm. How did that happen? Like that only happened 
because it was meant to. And even with like you bringing up that like very first cover, that was right when I was so hesitant and like, should I even put out music? And I was like, I'm just gonna just put put this cover out. And for that to happen right away, I was like, okay, it's okay. All, it's all you needed. It's all right. The sun. Yeah. Amazing. I and one of the, that was a great answer. One of the things that you said that was so interesting and I think is so true for athletes is um the 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 shift in identity, which is like you've been this for so long then you don't know what you are and then you find something new. And I know athletes a lot of times after they retire probably feel that immensely. Have you found that the gymnastics version of Laurel is similar to the artist one or are they very different? I think they're both a little masochistic. <laughs> okay, you expand upon um, that, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I was actually having a conversation with someone today about this. I think that gymnastics is one of the most difficult sports in the whole entire world. 100%. Um, Easily, I mean, maybe way, maybe yeah. I'm biased, but as, as a child who was in it, doing double backflips and and moves were the safe way to land. Sometimes if you miss catching the bars on your stomach, like it's just a crazy sport. Um, and I think sometimes... Uh, I I really love a challenge and I think when I was figuring out what I wanted to do with life or like where the next step was music felt like the biggest challenge to me because it was so outside of anything I've ever done I also loved writing I loved mm -hmm. writing and it was a way of processing my emotions so I, I had to laugh about it I just I went from like one high performance sport to being like what else really hard could I do <laughs> yeah, literally like, let me <laughs> like, challenge myself in something completely different let's do let's choose a career path that like most people <laughs> don't and you know what's interesting also the two paths like you know soccer basketball those are team oriented like your two things are like Individual. you it's like on you only which is awesome it says a lot about the bravery and you know courage and commitment I would imagine that you learned a lot of stuff and you know and we'll go, go over that that you mm. learned in um, gymnastics that you probably translated mentally discipline and stuff definitely into the, into the songwriting yeah. and so you actually brought this up and and I, and I read this quote from you and i was like i could not agree more so you know in other interviews you've spoken about how your songs slash thoughts might connect with someone across the world at a time when they need them in the same way you did growing up especially in our adolescence we all tend to lean on and relate our experiences to songs and lyrics from our favorite artists i know now you're an artist that people lean on to know they're not alone but back in the day which artist did you lean on Ooh, um, I was a big Taylor Swift fan. I was definitely a big Taylor. Like, yeah, a lot of people. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's a huge yeah. Taylor Swift. You know. Yeah. Um, back at the time where everyone used to make fun of you for liking Taylor Swift, you know, and and now and now she's one of the biggest artists in the whole entire Maybe world. Maybe the biggest right now. It's I, crazy. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Amazing. Um, but I got really, really into folk music as well, and like I remember listening to uh, Gregory Allen Iskoff's record like over and over again, and just being so obsessed with his lyrics, and that like led me into like folk and singer songwriter. And um, I also remember like listening to the Frey record, Scars and Stories, like over and over mm -hmm. and over again. So that was a th that was a really big record for me. I think uh, melodically, um, just from like how often I would listen to to Taylor and, and the fray um, and a lot of like the soft rock of the 90s too mm -hmm. uh, melodically I think I sit in that realm quite often mm -hmm. I'll be in writing sessions writing for other people not even thinking and, and yeah and feel like people bring up this association of those melodies so I love that yeah I know you also like the 1975 too I right? love the 1975 yeah and I feel like that they're pretty amazing as well mm -hmm. I know I asked that because when I was a kid uh I feel like, again, kind of like, you know, shout out my sister. She loves Taylor Swift. So Chandler, when you see this, there's another Swifty. Um, for but for me, it was Kid Cudi. 
Mm. And I think like a lot of people in our generation, like either if it's you know Taylor Swift or it's Kid Cudi, like those two are like very big on that. And I know as artists today, it's like when when you have someone say that they're connecting with you, it's an amazing feeling. Which yeah, I would imagine that you love that feeling uh, as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I uh, because I started releasing music in the middle of the pandemic. A lot of that response that I was getting was online. Um, and that was interesting. It was it was hard to to feel that actual connection because there's a there's <laughs> a wall and it's just words and it's hard to be like this is an actual person with actual thoughts saying this thing to me and it's not just something I'm reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I went on tour with Bill Murray that I was meeting people who had been listening to my music or had just found me and and them talking to me about how much my music meant. I think it was the first time that I was really like oh. I'm doing I'm doing this for mm-hmm. real like it's it's hitting people mm-hmm. so I mean like yeah l- literally socially distanced and then like you, you're able to have that interaction in person like that's very powerful so yeah. I'm happy you I'm happy you had that and you know kind of as I said in the beginning guys I know that you just released your record delayed reaction yes um, uh, you described it as an emotional road trip that mm-hmm. mirrors your real life experience packing up and moving from Canada to LA after a breakup I want to ask I know that you've and I, and I know we've been talking about this. Do you view the songwriting process as healing and cathartic? And is there a transition with your relationships with songs after it's been released to the public? For example, I feel like I listen to my songs thousands of times before they're released. And the minute that they're released, I'm like, I don't really listen to them. Do you agree with that sentiment? So much. Yeah. So much. Yeah. I I listen. I'll listen to a song over and over again. Just, I mean, as I'm writing it, I as we're producing it, there's there's so much... You listen to that song so many times that by the time it's out, you're like, I've, <laughs> so I actually true. don't want to hear this 100%, anymore. But yeah. even even if I did, it it just it feels like as soon as I release it, like that that chapter, like that processing of that emotion, like it's done, it's done, it's out. That song doesn't feel like my song anymore. It feels like it, it's it's everyone else's, and I I tend to. Whenever I, I write a song, I'll, I'll write it, we'll produce it, I'll take a little space and we'll come back to it. And it, it gives me like a new perspective on the song. And I think before it's released, I'll listen to it like in different circumstances. Mm. So like I'll listen to it in the car, I'll listen to it while I'm running. I'll pretend that I'm my mom hearing it for the first oh, time. Uh, and, yeah, yeah totally. And it's like all of these different perspectives on it. And then, and then yeah, when it's released, it's just, it's it's gone from my brain. It's mm-hmm. out. Literally. It's you know, it's so funny I bring that up because... Um, Joe, but I don't do you like Brockhampton at all? Do you know Brockhampton? Mm-hmm. So one of the artists on there, Joba, said the exact same thing. I remember him saying that and I was like, Oh my god, like I'm not alone. I do the exact same thing. So yeah. I wanted to ask um that. And it, it seems like is is songwriting like the because I know that you, I I read that you love to create the melodies. Do mm-hmm. you is but it what do you like better creating the melodies or like writing the actual lyrics to fit the melodies, would you say? I love both. I think that melody writing is the most freeing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working with uh, Father Bobby Townsend, my producer, um, for the last three projects now. And I think we've just um, we've developed this system that like really, really works. And I feel so creatively energized. And it really it's just um he'll like one of us will put down some chords usually him playing guitar because every single thing that he he starts playing i'm like that absolutely (laughs) okay time give me the mic yeah and we'll freestyle i'll freestyle melodies in the room and i think that that leads to the most genuine lyrics and the most genuine emotion um because i'm not i'm not like overthinking i'm not crafting it in the same way that i think i do sometimes if i'm writing for another artist Mm -hmm. it's more like i'm like channeling something Mm -hmm. um and so i think that the melody um, the melody and the words sometimes come together, but the melody guides the words for me. 
now and uh it's interesting because it always started the other way around it, mm -hmm. it used to be lyrics first but, yeah but totally yeah i think that i think there's so much emotion and thoughts swirling up in here that i can now like channel melody and then it's like i know what this melody feels mm -hmm. like so then i know what i'm gonna say yeah exactly yeah because yeah. like it's, you know the emotion of the melody like makes you feel yeah and also like when you made the melody kind of like what emotion that you were feeling with that and so going back to the album a little bit you know it's it it's a road trip so I'm, are there specific places people and emotions that you can literally box into certain songs like do you see the roadmap in your head when you're listening to it i i do now i think that um when i was creating it it felt more um like like yes it was a road trip yes it was all happening and i was writing at the same time but with all the music videos that we created and all the thought put into it it was almost like i created a world inside of a world mm -hmm. right and so now there's definitely like an, an a spot or like a, a part of the drive that each song feels like mm -hmm. to me so would you consider it a concept album or no i would say it's a concept album i love that yeah yeah it, to me it's like uh I, I love concept albums because you present an idea you deliver on the idea and then you um you close the idea so it's like a yeah. full thought yes so that's why i love that and i'm excited yeah. to really dive into it with that mindset say when i listen to the album on the way home and you guys should listen to the album yes whenever you can um awesome and then now guys we're going to transition back to the board thank you for answering those amazing questions those amazing questions i'm like God, <laughs> i mean like thank you for those amazing responses to my normal they questions. were great questions yeah no, i appreciate it thank you um awesome let's continue with the first round mm -hmm. let's go with chicken tenders. that was actually the first song i heard from dominic fact chicken tenders versus whirly chicken tenders yeah classic so yeah. what do you like about that song it's fun it is fun it's a great name it's, it's yeah it's yeah i love i love a good song title i love a good song title that you're like i need to know what this song is about because yeah. i have no idea literally exactly yeah. it, could, it could be anything it could yeah. be munchies it could be just food for thought yeah 100 percent. so now chicken tenders is that was the first one i heard i remember someone um one of my friends that lived in Jacksonville. i think he's from jacksonville and she, uh she was like shout out elise i don't know if you're watching this but she was like she's my friend she was uh like uh i know you make music and there's this artist from jacksonville that i think is gonna be really big yeah and i listened to it and i was like this is pretty dope and then boom he like blew up out of nowhere so shout out yeah. Dominic Fike and Elise. Mm -hmm. Finally, to end the first round, let's do between Vampire versus Politics and Violence. Politics and Violence is really good, but Vampire takes it. Wow, so this was a close one for yeah, you. Yeah, it, it takes it. Like, Vampire, I feel like it was the single. It was one of the singles on the record. Um, Politics and Violence is really cool production-wise, and it's interesting, but to me, Vampire is, like, the song I put on all the time, and I just, mm. like, it makes me feel good. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's your bracket, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's supposed to be subjective, and, you know, but I love that. So to you, it was, like, the replay value of vampire kind of put it over the top would you say yeah okay that, yeah. i mean that makes sense so, awesome guys so we have the first round done with why vampire superstar shit and chicken tenders now i want to transition back to some questions all right so you know because of both your musical and your athletic background you've had both the emotions of being in front of a crowd but in wildly different arenas. How does the nerves of performing in a gymnastics competition compare to the butterflies before a big show? There's been so many situations where I've gone to perform um, because, because I haven't performed that much. I had only performed a handful of times before I ended up on tour. Oh, wow. And <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, and I, I think the 
the first room that we played to was around like 400 people and Sick. and and i was i had, we all have imposter syndrome but like it definitely in that situation i was like what am i doing here um but i am so grateful for my experience in gymnastics um learning how to calm the nerves how to how to like channel focus how to how to bring myself back into my body how to like think about like what's real versus what's not real and and I I think that competing in gymnastics was so stressful that whenever I go to perform on stage my brain goes like it's we're just singing yeah yeah we're just the songs are already written we're just going out there we're, we're gonna we're gonna sing them and we're mm. gonna have the best time and mm. we're gonna channel the emotion and we're just gonna be present and like if that's all I have to do you know um, at least initially, because I feel like as soon as you get past the the initial, like you're walking out there, you're about to sing, then then the crowd's there for you, and then they're excited to see you, and then there's this like like feeding off each other energy, you know. But just to just to get to that initial initial point, gymnastics has helped me so much. <laughs> I, I mean, I wish, yeah, it's like seriously, I wish I had like that's a incredible crutch to lean on, mm-hmm. and like it's so true. The first, like the like. The last five minutes before I'm performing is like performing is always the worst. And then like when you're on stage, like this is amazing. Yeah. And like you're you're fully, uh, you know, ingrained in the experience, which is awesome. And I kind of want to now go a little bit more specific Mm -hmm. with a comparison. So what was more nerve wracking for you? Was it walking out to an apparatus for a gymnastics championship round Mm -hmm. or singing the Canadian national anthem at the Blazers hockey game? Oh my gosh. That's such a good one. Um, I think gymnastics will will always take the cake for me, um, just because there's there's injury possible. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. With, like, yeah. with that sport, it's like not only are you wanting to um, to do the skills to the best of your ability, but like when you're shaking, when you're nervous, there's this like added like level of like fear and stress for like safety too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that will always be scarier to me. But um, singing the national anthem was terrifying. <laughs> I only found I found out that day. Oh wow! So you're I, not, yeah. No, I found Is out. Is that better or worse though? Because like you like you might. I be think a, it might have been better. Yeah. I think it might have been better because I didn't have time to like really stress and think about it but Mm -hmm. it was actually my brother's idea because my dad was is the coach of like Mm -hmm. the um blazers and so we were there and and my brother and i were driving around he's like you should sing tonight let's say yeah yeah. and he i was like i i don't i don't know about that like i was i was so nervous and he called my dad in the car and he's like what like could we make this happen and i never even thought to ask or never thought to that that would happen and it was it was so fun it was so cool yeah so were you just visiting and like i was just visiting i was visiting my whole family and what's your brother's name connor shout out connor that's awesome thank you for putting that uh moment together yeah definitely that like that's a good truly uh i mean like yeah like two not only like it's like also like there's a lot of pride when you're singing the national anthem of your country yeah you know yeah and and for my dad's team it was, Seriously, it was so like, that's cool. like it's amazing. Yeah, beautiful. Like it's like there's so many layers to it. It felt full circle. Like mm-hmm. we, I grew up in, like in a very athletic family. He was always the the hockey coach, and I was the gymnast. And and to like now like switch into something else, but still like come back to like be a part of something with him mm-hmm. was was really special. So. Yeah, he must have loved that. I mean, like that's like that's a parent's dream. Yeah. You're also sharing that arena together, so you know, shout out that entire experience. Yeah, it was great. Uh, awesome. So now let's go back to the board and figure out the semifinals look we're going to a sports arena right now i brought it into a sports arena for you so yes we're keeping it familiar on yeah familiar <laughs> exactly so now let's do it's only gonna get tougher let's do yeah. y versus vampire 
Oh no. I uh, know that's it's like the wings and hot ones. Like the premises, it gets hard. It gets yeah, harder. it gets harder. Why? Why? It's gonna be why. But why? Oh, <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like it's like a gut feeling, right? It was yeah. like, it was a gut feeling. Like, oh, yeah. so we're going back to the gut feeling. We're going exactly. back to the gut feeling. Yeah, especially with music, it's very emo- like it's like uh, it's supposed to be like emotional. Like you should have that connection with it. Yeah. But okay, shout out why is. <laughs> crushing it right now the one seed i love this awesome now let's go to the other side everyone we're gonna be doing superstar shit versus chicken tenders chicken tenders today because three is my lucky number and i couldn't <laughs> decide and i looked at it and i was like it's number <laughs> three let's go <laughs> I, I think that's the first of i call west where a lucky number has been chosen i love it. and i love that yeah that's sick also is again great name for a song it's so good like completely shout out dominic fike like we're talking about it you did it you did it. We're talking about the, the the title of a song, which is awesome. Yeah. Okay, guys. So we've been talking about one incredible album. We've actually been talking about two with delayed reactions. So now, really quick, whenever a very talented artist comes on the show, I want to give them the space to perform something. So, Laura, are you good with um kind of singing something for us? Yeah, definitely. She's gonna be doing the Canadian national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> no, so she's gonna she brought her guitar. So um we're gonna transition to that really quickly. Love. Awesome. So we're going to transition right now into whatever song you want to play. Okay. And I know I was, I was talking with Laurel off and I was just like, dude, like, did you always know, like, do people know that you had a great voice growing up? She was like, no, I, I had no idea. I didn't, I didn't even sing. And I was like, what the, I'm like, what you're going to hear her sing and that's what you're going to have the same reaction <laughs> as me. So please go whenever you're ready. Thank you. Pulling me close 
First of all, <laughs> first of all, everyone, I want to look at this camera. This is my looking camera. Please listen to this album. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a rapper. I'm a lyricist. Like those lyrics were so like even the opening. Like when we stop saying bye, when you like that's fucking real. <laughs> that's raw. The whole thing was so dense and relatable. Um, I would imagine everyone listening to that has felt that emotion. Incredible job truly blown away Thank like, you. like truthfully you know i was telling her like god damn like i i have the best opportunity and job in the world that i get to be surrounded by incredible musicians like you so thank you for sharing that moment i'm blown away thank you so much like truly blown away <laughs> and then speaking of incredible musicians songs everything in between i'm now gonna have us finish off the bracket for laurel's a vibe called west album love it so the finals, guys, is going to be Y versus Chicken Tenders. You ready? Yeah. Do you know the answer? I do know the answer. <laughs> what is it? It is Y today. Ooh. It's so good. So if, if a song makes you instantly sing, I think that's the winner. Yeah. Like yeah, that, it's the winner. Like that, to me, made so much sense. So our, I... It was amazing meeting you and getting to well. like thank you for coming on here so why is the winner most importantly though guys please 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 listen to her new album um laurel where could they find you you can find me um on any streaming service my artist name is laurel um you can find me on instagram on tiktok um i go by i am laurel on both of those and um yeah hit me up Send me a DM. I talk to everybody. <laughs> is there? I love. So it's, that's the most. That's the best way to cultivate a real fan base. Um, is there anything that you want to plug? Anything you're working on? Um, I at the moment I'm just currently enjoying the fact that I put out my first full length album. It's uh, it's been a week and a half, so it's just been really really amazing to and and sit here and, and soak up the the responses from the record. Um, I'm hopefully touring in um, early next year. We got lots of uh, things things in the works. We're talking with some people, so amazing. we're gonna make it happen. Guys, everyone in between, please listen to Delayed Reaction. 
that was the outro that you just heard and um if that's just a small taste of it please give it um its full respect and flowers awesome guys so we're gonna put all of laurel's socials as always in the bio thank you guys for stopping by vibe call west radio done